for transition to help us understand what it is that we are walking through together in this season as a newly formed congregation of St. Peter's Chelsea. And so for those of you who may be visiting with us for the first time today, um, I arrived here at St. Peter's five weeks ago with about uh, 25 people from All Angels Church and Church of the Heavenly Rest to join the original congregation here at St. Peter's as part of a, a vision to revitalize um, this parish. And so I'm sharing about this book called Managing Transitions by William Bridges, and he talks about how transitions begin with an ending, end with a beginning, and in between is the neutral zone. So begin with an ending, that's about letting go of the old ways and the past identity. Even when you're transitioning into something good, um, something exciting, there still is a kind of sadness because there's loss, you know, there's grief of letting go of the past. And then you enter into the neutral zone, and this is the place in transition where we've departed from the shore, but we haven't yet reached our destination. And it's in that space that anxiety levels can rise. There's often confusion, there's disorientation, there's criticism and division. And the neutral zone can be a treacherous time for a community, and yet it can also be a time of great creativity and innovation where this clarifying vision and realignment starts to happen. And then you end with the beginning. So this is when you start coming out of the neutral zone, start coming out of the transition, you make this new beginning and you develop a new sense of identity, new energy and a new sense of purpose. And I said a couple weeks ago that this framework is by no means linear or sequential. And often, all three of these things are happening at the same time. There's also big T transition and then lots of little t transitions that are happening at the same time. So yesterday, uh, myself and Susan and Melissa and Leisha, we were at our um, annual diocesan convention. So all the clergy and lay representatives from across our diocese get together every year. And um, at this convention, they showed a video featuring some of the new ministry initiatives that our diocese is embarking on. And um, St. Peter's was one of these new initiatives. So you may remember a couple weeks ago, there was a videographer in here and, um, and you know, filming us. So of course, like, you know, people see this video and lots of people are coming up to us and they're like, that's so exciting. You know, tell us more, tell us how has it been? And I think I can speak for all of us when we were like, it's both and. It's been both exciting and it's really hard. 
And so at our lunch table, we had a couple uh, people who were sitting at our table, and, and Melissa, I felt like, just described the emotions of these past five weeks like so well. And she was like, that first Sunday in October, you know, we were all nerves and excitement and some fears, we like a pit in our stomach, like, how's this, what's this gonna be like? And then the second week, it was like, are all these people gonna come back? <laughs> and then the third week, it's like, they did come back. And, and, and wow, we are, we are really doing this. And the reality of it all just kind of setting in. Friends, we are really doing this. <laughs> We're really doing this. And while all of these stages happen at the same time, in particular, I want to focus on the neutral zone because in many ways I feel like that's the hardest part. In our passage today, I changed it um, from the lectionary to Deuteronomy 8. And in this passage, it's talking about how the people of Israel were in transition. So they had left Egypt, and they hadn't yet made it to the promised land, and their neutral zone was the wilderness. So here's Moses reflecting back on this journey that they've taken over the past 40 years. He's encouraging and exhorting them as they're about to enter into the promised land. I think from this passage, there's some riches there, these spiritual anchors and truths that we can hold on to from this word in our own journey of transition. And there's actually four of them that I'm going to talk about over the next two weeks, and I was going to do two today and two next week, but this first one is so important that I'm just going to talk about it today, and then I'll just cram the other three into next week. So this first, the first one is the people of God. So it's four Ps. The people of God the presence of God, the purpose of God, and the provision of God. So today is the people of God. So it says in Deuteronomy 8.2, Remember the long way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. And when Moses says you, he's not talking about an individual you. He's talking about a collective you, a plural you. We do not take this journey as a loosely affiliated federation of individuals. We journey together as one community. So I don't know about you, but personally, I like commuting by myself because it's efficient. It's me, myself, and I getting from point A to point B. And so I am like a commuter extraordinaire. Like I whip out my card, I like fly through the turnstiles, and I leap onto the subway car with all the grace and speed of a gazelle as the doors close right behind me. I mean, it's so efficient. Have you ever been on a subway when there's a class trip happening? Like when you see classes going to the Museum of Natural History? It is mayhem. Like, I feel so sorry for those poor teachers. Like, some of their students are on the subway, you know, they've already made it on. Some of them are just taking their sweet old time down the subway stairs. Some of them are at the turnstiles in their cards, you know, aren't working. And the teachers are sitting there holding the door open, yelling at everybody like a sergeant in the middle of war, going, come on, get out of here. And then the subway announcer is yelling at the teacher. I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's a little what I imagine it was like for the people of Israel times one million. And how much easier it is to go solo. But that's not what our God is about. God doesn't have a person. He has a people that he loves, a community, a body. And man, it is complicated and it's frustrating because we don't always walk in lockstep with each other. 
You know, there's some of us who are like already on the subway and we're ready to go. Some of us are struggling to get our cards out of our backpacks. You know, some of us are still trying to make it down the stairs. And some of us are tasked with the responsibility to make sure the class gets to the museum with as few casualties as possible. We want the whole group to make it there. You know, one thing is absolutely clear, and that is, is that St. Peter's is on a journey. And however you may feel, whether you feel ready or not, we are moving. But as we are beginning with an ending, and we're in that now, you know, taking our first steps into the neutral zone, we re must remember that we journey together as a people through the wilderness. We are one body. And it's not because we know each other so intimately or have all this history. It's not because we're homogenous, we all like the same things or the same music or worship styles, but because we are the people of God made one because of Christ who is our peace and makes us one. And that's a unity that runs deeper than, than history, it runs deeper than our differences. I love what Paul says in his letter to the Ephesian church when he says, I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. You know, my sense is that right now, you know, we're in this huge space, um, not just this physical space, but this communal space, this spiritual space, and we're just getting used to the idea that we are one body. You know, we're just getting used to being in this space together. We're getting familiar with each, with each other's faces. You know, we're being like, all right, okay, these are the people that I'm gonna be journeying with. And that's just gonna take some time. And that is okay. You know, I wanna just normalize that experience. And I wanna encourage you, you know, and at a time when it's very easy to hold each other at a distance and at arm's length, let's just keep showing up. You know, we need to just be in each other's presence. You know, we don't even necessarily have to be having all these deep conversations, but just to be together. So take every opportunity that you can to just be in each other's presence. You know, it may not be comfortable, but this is how we strengthen the bonds of peace between us. If you can join us for any part of Wednesday night, even if it's just for 15 minutes, you know, maybe you can stay for a few minutes after coffee hour instead of walk, running out the door. You know, maybe you even take it a step further and venture to invite somebody for coffee or for dinner sometime. But over these next few months, let's just give ourselves space to be with each other and to be in each other's presence. And the last thing I just want to say as we close is I want to ask a few things of us in this time. Making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace takes a certain generosity of spirit. And I want to ask, can we just be generous with each other during this time? You know, maybe someone says something and you automatically like jump to an assumption about that person's intentions or where they're coming from, you know, and what they're like. But here's a better way. Why not get curious? 
you know, why not wonder, you know, rather than assume the worst? Like, that's usually fear speaking when we just sort of jump to a conclusion about where a person's coming from. You know, talk to that person. Get to know them. Hear more about where they're coming from. Let's be different here in the church than, than it's like out in the world. The other thing I want to say is let's be honest with each other in the months ahead. You know, if there's a little conflict that arises as it inevitably will, let's talk to one another rather than about one another. You know, that's probably one of the things that as I've been part of churches over many years is probably the single most toxic and divisive thing that can happen in church communities. When we start talking about each other instead of to each other. You know, maybe you do need to talk to someone about, you know, counsel about how to engage with someone, but the goal should be, let's talk to each other. Because when we do that, we are knitting our hearts together and we are strengthening that unity of the spirit and that bond of peace because we are one body. Now, I don't want to pretend like um, this is, um, this is uh, an easy thing to do. You know, it's not. And yet, it is so clear that the Spirit of God has been in this process. It's clear that the Spirit of God, this is God's vision, you know, not ours, ultimately. He invites us to join him in this vision of bringing new life into this community and through this community. And so our hope truly is in the one who is our peace, the one who makes us one, the one who unifies us because of who he is and what he's done for us on the cross. And so let that be our prayer. We are one people of God. We are one community. And pray that same prayer that Paul prays. In fact, that's, that's a great passage to meditate on, Ephesians 4. And let's just pray that for one another and pray that for St. Peter's in this season ahead. Sound good? All right, great. Let's pray with me. Let's pray together and um, ask God to show us grace. God, thank you for your spirit that brings unity. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that despite all of our differences and personalities and backgrounds and histories, that you are the one who makes us one. And God, we pray your blessing on this time at St. Peter's as we begin with this ending and start taking steps into the neutral zone. God, we pray, um, would you hold us together? Your word says that in you all things hold together. And we pray by your spirit, Lord, um, would you keep us and make us to be one, Lord. Give us that generosity of spirit with each other, being patient and bearing with one another in love. Lord, would you help us to speak the truth in love and to be honest and talking to each other instead of about each other. And Lord, we pray, would you cultivate the bonds of affection, Lord, that we would begin to look at one another with, um, with love and affection and familiarity, Lord, truly to be the family of Christ in you. And so, God, we offer ourselves to you as a community and ask for your grace in this season. Thank you for your presence with us. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you stand with me? as we affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.